This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Direct from the Broski Nation headquarters in Los Angeles, California, this is the Broski Report with your host, Brittany Broski. Welcome to the Broski Report, starring me, your host, Brittany Broski. Guys, it's been a while. I have not recorded a podcast episode in two weeks because I've been mm, tweaking. I've been, mm, how do you say in English, mm, tweaking. I don't know what the is going on in my body, but basically like I put some symptoms on my Instagram story and everyone played doctor in the comments, which we love to do. And I like to do because I'm a hypochondriac. So if someone can tell me, oh, you have this, this, and this, this is actually what's wrong with you. I'm like, you know what? You're actually right. That Ethan Klein clip, I, I actually 100% believe that based on nothing. That's literally me. Okay. I have been, ugh, not to get like, for a second, but I've been like kind of burnt out just between like doing the pod, doing Royal Court, doing my YouTube videos. There's ad integrations on top of that. Y'all don't want to fucking hear me complain about this. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's a lot. And on top of that, I'm traveling. Like I'm doing, I do college shows. I like colleges pay me, hey, US dollars to come out and be like, I'm Brittany. And everyone's like, oh my God, she literally is. But I have to travel to the middle of butt fuck nowhere. No offense. Hey, no offense. I was just in Iowa, not a real state, but I was in Iowa doing a college show. That takes me out of commission for three days because I'm traveling. I have to do the show and then I come back the next day. So I can't do anything that I'm backed up on YouTube videos and then Stanley's yelling at me and then it's like, <laughs> and then we have to write the episodes for Royal Court based around the guests. And it's just like, it's a lot and I'm struggling to uh, time manage, but we're bringing on some new people onto the team soon. So hopefully that will help alleviate my stress. Because it's fun. This job is so much fucking fun. But at the point where it starts to feel like, oh, I have to do this. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I need to take a step back. Because if I'm not having fun, guess what? That's going to translate through the screen. That's why I skipped last week. Because I sat down to record an episode and I was like, I feel like fucking shit. I feel like ass. Like I'm in a bad mood. I have no motivation. I don't want to do this. And so I was like, peace out, guys. Just give me a week. So I had a week. And then, of course, I traveled the whole week. So I'm fucking exhausted. But a lot to go over. A lot to go over. A lot to go over. Saw Hosier, saw Sleep Token. I don't want to talk about it, but I will. But I will. Okay. Some very quick um, housekeeping things. I don't know. We have a new addition. Everyone say welcome to the stage. Ghost. We had a, a ghost Funko Pop. Look, guys. Guys, we have a ghost Funko Pop right here. Can you see it? I'm holding it. And I thought it was going to be like my Mando and Kylo Ren ones with the, these cool stands with the bobbleheads. This one doesn't have a freaking bobblehead. It sucks. And it was the most expensive one. This was 50 fucking dollars. But I bought it. And he's got sunglasses. He's got sunglasses. That's my baby girl. Contrary to popular belief, this is my baby girl. Okay? Simon Riley. And yeah, it's kind of concerning. He's like holding a, he's holding a rifle. Okay? Whatever. That is the newest addition. We've also got a uh, president at work over here. Caution, president at work. 
Okay, I have a whole list of things to get through, and I feel like as soon as I hit record, I'm like, that's how I feel. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I, let me just, I'm going to scroll through all of them, and then we'll delve into each one. I was on the Today Show. What the fuck? I was on Good Morning America. What the fuck? I went to see Hosier at Madison Square Garden. What the fuck? I saw Sleep Token at the House of Blues Anaheim in VIP. What the fuck? And shout out really fucking quick, dude. I put on my Instagram story. <laughs> I put on my Instagram story. Um, I put on my Instagram story. Which one of you fucking bitches has an extra ticket to Sleep Token? I know you do. I know you do. I'll go with you, dude. Come pick me up. Let's go. I put up my store. I said, I know one of you bitches has an extra ticket. I will literally pay you and tip you. And this beautiful VIP member of Broski Nation swiped up and was like, I'm friends with uh, the band that they toured with like a few years ago. And I was like, hey, so what do you mean? She was like, oh, dude, I'll get you on the guest list. Huh? Huh? So she, she was like, yeah, let me, let me make a call. She made a call. Immediately DM me back. and was like, you're good. You to plus one. What are you talking about? Broski Nation for the win, dude. Holy shit. One thing about Broski Nation that we don't talk about enough, I've got some alt baddies. <laughs> Ew. I've got some fucking gothos. <laughs> I've got some scary goth girls who would literally kill for me. And that means more to me than I could ever fucking tell you. I went to this sleep token show. Her name's Gels. I think that's how you say it. Gels. She got me on the guest list. It, so like so easy, so breezy. She was so nice, and uh, we show up to the venue immediately. It's like a brusque, it's like a town hall. There are so many fucking fans, and I was like, oh my god, I didn't expect this because it's not my in my head. It's not my crowd. You know what I mean? Like I, me and Sarah Basca went together because she loves sleep token, sleep token. So do I. And we show up, and it's House of Blues. It's like also House of Blues has such this like. Uh, vibe, you know, it's like, yeah, we go to the House of Blues and just like listen to new indie bands, like that sort of thing. Or it's like, you don't know the third EP from 1994. For It's like that sort of vibe. We show up and I'm like, I love Sleep Token. I like Vessel. I think he's cute. I like too. He's the drummer. Like I, I was so, I felt 14 and we were cosplaying. That's how it felt. I was like, we were in all black, like ripped and Sarah bought these like <laughs> pentagram types. And showed up in devil horns. <laughs> she was like, I don't know, it's just the vibe. And she looked so cute. But we showed up and saw the crowd. And she like slowly took off the devil horns, put them in her bag. She was like, I don't know if this is the vibe. You know, it's a good band when people show up and there's it's just gauges. You look around and all you see is gauges. I'm like, fuck yeah, hell yeah, dude. I know he makes a mean cocktail. Okay, some of the best bartenders in the world have gauges the size of, of basketball hoops, okay? So we're walking around, and I'm feeling like, ah, I'm not supposed to be here. But then I'm getting recognized. And I go, oh, I love your podcast. I love your videos. I've heard. And I'm like, what? All the goth girls know me? <laughs> yes! I was so like, okay, I'm doing something right. And they were so nice. They're so nice. I don't know. I was like, me and Sarah looked at each other. We were like, is this our crowd? Is this... Is this us? So now I've, I'm committed to, uh, th this is me now. So if you didn't know, I'm an, I'm an alt girl now. I listen to metal, dude. I'm different. I'm not like other girls. I'm actually the most unique individual alive right now. If you were to rank them, I am the most unique. 
okay. So I hate to break it to you this way. So we're walking around House Blues, and it's like kind of getting kind of crazy. Like I'm getting recognized. We're trying to like, and it's standing room only. There's no seats because it's House of Blues, and we show up so late because me and Sarah are both Tarses, <laughs> so we're late. And uh, we're walking around, and I'm like, dude, this fucking sucks. How am I supposed to make Vessel fall in love with me if we're in the back of the fucking room? So we're like, oh, I can't see, I can't see. We're like running around, and then we go up to the security guard, and we're like, what do I have to pay you for us to go up to VIP? Like, Because I want to go up on the balcony. I was like, the shirt off my back, lady. Let's, I just need to see Vessel. She was like, you go to the VIP booth, see if they got anything. And I was like, okay. So somehow, through the grace of God, Sarah finesses, like, we get VIP, we had to pay for it, of course, like, slay. And we, and we go up there, and we meet these, like, wonderful people, and we have a blast, and we're so close to the stage. Like, I don't know how it happened. It was in a, ma- a matter of five minutes. We, like, got up in this booth, and we were so close to the stage. And so at one point at, during the concert, <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> First of all, they played all my favorite songs. That's a lie. They didn't play Euclid, which is fine. It's not. I cried. But... I cried a lot throughout the night. They didn't play Euclid, and that's fine. They're playing all the hits, and we looked at the set list beforehand, but they threw some sneakos in there. At one point, Vessel comes over to... Vessel's the lead singer, by the way. This guy. Okay? You guys know Vessel. You guys... You guys know he's my baby's father. You guys know we have three children, and we live in a beautiful uh, English countryside estate together, and uh, we raise goats. Okay, so that's my baby's father. And at one point, he comes over to our side, like, of the stage. And Sarah, one thing about Sarah Baska is she's going to put on a show. And when we're together, hey, it's the fucking Goofy Goobers, okay? It's the Goofy Goober show. We have some little drinkies. And we're the only bitches in the fucking room that have our flash on. Because why would you do that? (laughs) We turn our flash on. We're filming each other like we're in a 2000s music video. Like we're doing camera work. We're like, we're flipping it. We're doing like raindrop water effect, like going in. At one point he comes over to our side of the stage and I'm holding my phone like this with the flash on, like so the flash is pointing at us. And so only our faces are illuminated because the rest of the crowd is in darkness. Like there's no light shining. And I'm screaming the lyrics and I'm pointing at him. He does one of these and he nods and he points at us. And I literally, my knees buckled. (laughs) My knees buckled like Justin Bieber had just blown me a kiss, bitch. I literally was like, I'm 13. And that's JB. Except I'm 26 and that's a masked English man. Okay? It was equal parts, like, pathetic, but the best moment of my life. He came over and he, like, pointed and he, like, nodded because he could only see our faces because we were fucking flash on. Then he leaves. He walks away, like, to the other side of the stage. And I was like, that's actually all. Because here's the tea. They're starting to interact with the crowd more because the whole, the sleep token lore, which is so, I'll explain it because I kind of explained it in a, in a previous episode. Sleep. <laughs> Do you guys care? Sleep is like an ancient goddess or an ancient god. All right, let's relax. Like an ancient god. And Vessel, the lead singer, is (laughs) a vessel through which the god or goddess communicates, right? And the whole premise of being a masked band, an anonymous collective, is that you don't focus on the person, you focus on the music, which is true. However, I am nosy. 
I need to know. So, of course, like, you got to Google. But I won't, like, don't, don't, okay? Because to respect the band and respect what they want, like, I totally get it. The artistic perspective of listen to my music, not to me. Love that. And it doesn't cloud or make the music sort of subjective in that. It's like, okay, well, it's this art coming from this person who lived through this. It's just kind of like this is the art and do with it what you will. So that's kind of the lore behind it. The whole gist of the show is they don't interact with the audience really. Like they don't talk to the audience. There's not a spotlight on any of them. Like it's just a dark stage with, you know, lasers and smoke or whatever. Except for when he plays the piano. I think there's like one single spotlight on the back of him. But like they all wear masks. It's not like, okay, hot, sexy, I'm horny. Okay. So the show's going on. And I'm noticing, like, throughout it, and I've also been seeing videos of this, like, fans are starting to kind of, the Harry Styles-ification of Sleep Token. <laughs> They're bringing cowboy hats and friendship bracelets, and it's so fucking funny because it's this, like, emo alt-metal band. It's like, like that shit, but it's like... They do this. They're like, I love you guys. <laughs> and they're wearing silly cowboy hats. I need to fuck him. Sorry. I need to, I need to fuck him bad. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm literally going to start crying. I'm going to start crying. I need him so bad. It is a primal desire. It is a primal something so monkey in me. I look at him and I... It's awful, dude. Me and Sarah the whole time were off the fucking like balcony barricade. I'm like swinging like a chimpanzee. They started interacting with the crowd more. Okay. And they're wearing little cowboy hats and they like kiss each other through the masks on stage. Like they're having a silly goose time. Well, recently they'll start like yelling at the crowd, like in a good way. Like, the, the bass player and the guitar player, they'll yell at the crowd, like, Open the fucking pit! Because they're British. <laughs> Open the pit! Like, they'll do this. Like, like separate. And then, oh, yeah, and then the mosh pit goes together. And I looked at Sarah and I said, We have to leave. <laughs> I said, We're not supposed to be here. Like, I am so Harry Styles, Ethel Kane coded. I'm not supposed to fucking be here. And they started moshing. And I said, Are we going to die? And it's these sweaty, fat, white guys, like, big, fat whiteies. I'm so scared. When big, fat, sweaty, white guys start moshing, get the fuck out of there, dude. Someone's about to die. I saw the big, fat, whiteies start shoving each other. And I said, no, 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 get me out. And it's right in the middle of the pit, too. You know, it's like you can't escape. And the House of Blues, like, oh, my God. I love House of Blues as a venue, but it's kind of unsafe. Like, it's just a big enough pit where, like, it's you're in the pit whether you want to be in the pit or not. Like, if you're on the first floor, you're in the pit. Even on the outskirts, it's like you're crammed up against the bar. Like, it's so – it was so packed. I think they oversold it, honestly. Like, it was to capacity, which is so sad because they deserve every amount of success that, that's coming their way. Like, they're just – it's, it's genre bending. I always, always will give flowers to the people that do not conf 
confine themselves or conform to one genre. You know, like, I don't think that's what music is supposed to be. People love to pigeonhole certain artists and certain types of music to be like, this is what this is. And here, there's a formula to successfully do this genre. I like Sleep Token and I like Bad Omens and I like Ethel Kane because these are artists that, what even the fuck genre? You know, like, I think the references that they exhibit in their music is clear, but what even the fuck? Because there are some Sleep Token song that's like, that's an R&B song, bitch. Like, that is R&B. And then some of them, it's... <gasps> And I'm scared. <laughs> and, and I'm kind of scared when I hear that. <laughs> so it was uh, kind of scary. But it's good. Like, it's still good because the songs themselves are, what, like seven, eight minutes long? How, like, to fit that much artistic vision and, and to even have, like, that editing as an artist to be able to edit down. Like, I wonder, was it a 12-minute song that they edited down to six minutes? Like, it's just, it's crazy. I just, I have such respect for it. Anyway, the big fat YDs were moshing. <laughs> And I was scared. Anyway, so the show ends and they turn on the house lights. And uh, there's some like a while ago, Sleep Token did this like acoustic series where they covered songs that aren't like obviously metal, which is another reason why I fucking love him. They covered uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. They covered uh, When the Party's Over by Billie Eilish. Hot. They covered uh, Hey Ya by Outkast, but he makes them like devastatingly sad. How the fuck are you going to take Shake It Like a Polaroid Picture and make it sad? He did it. Go listen to it. It's on YouTube. Cried. Hey ya, hey ya. I said, why am I crying? You got that die. Yeah, you got emo that's so fucking funny i know i'm like there's this old 1975 interview of them and if you remember this from fucking tumblr it was at some festival or something and the interviewers had them draw for something and uh, it was like a self-portrait or something and maddie's drawing and he goes and he's it's a heart a black heart but it's bleeding because it's so emo <laughs> That's how, that's literally, that was us last night. Anyway, that's that's my sleep token thing. Um, I am going to be thinking about them for a long time. I already have been. I've been listening to them for what, two, three months now? Three months? Crazy. Crazy. I cannot wait to see them again. I It literally, it's been a while, probably since, since I saw Bad Bunny, where it's literally this depression that sits in. Because with Harry shows and like, even I just saw Hosier, which I'll talk about in a second. It's like, I love them so much. I'm so happy they exist. I don't get sad. I used to. But then I was like, I just love them so much. Sleep Token, because this was the first time I've ever seen them, my, the first time I've ever been exposed to one of their shows. The same with Bad Bunny. It was the first time I'd ever seen him like a year ago. It's depression. It's like, what am I supposed to do now? Like post-concert depression is so fucking real. And it hit me like a brick last night. We drove home and I was like, he doesn't even know my name. <laughs> How are we supposed to fall in love? He doesn't even know my fucking name. Ugh. So that was the Sleep Token Show. Love them. Get into them. You need to listen to uh, Euclid by them. You need to listen to Ascensionism. That is my favorite song of all time from Sleep Token. And you need to listen to Alkaline. Hosier. I saw Hosier at Madison Square Garden. and. 
that's my first time, believe it or not, ever in my life seeing Hosier live. I never made it to like ACL or anything like that in high school or college because I was too poor. And also my dad wouldn't let me go in high school. And I've been such a Hosier fan for so long. It's been the pandemic. He's been working on the new album. He hasn't been on tour. I was like, I don't really know what to expect because I've seen videos of him on TikTok, you know, whatever. Of he's just he it's it's this sort of I don't know how to describe it other than it being this sort of Nashville mentality. Musicians in Nashville are very, I would say for the most part, because it's a lot of singers and songwriters. They don't really give a shit about the showmanship of it all, you know, like showing off or or the visuals or this or that. It's like Nashville musicians get together and just make beautiful music. And it's kind of a selfless act in a certain sense of we're getting together and and what I can bring to the, the party will help make what you can bring shine. You know, it's like everyone's helping each other and, and everyone has a unique skill set. And it's sort of just that. It's like, let's get together and let's just make music. That was the vibe of, of Hosier's show. The fame aspect of it, I would love to just talk to him and, and really pick his brain about it. Of just like the fame aspect of making the music he does and how people sexualize him and how, you know, the thing with Sleep Token, you know, where it's like, don't pay attention to me, pay attention to my music. I would love to pick his brain about that. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about the fame part of it? And does it, do you think, help or or detract from your work? And is it a necessary part to get sort of mainstream success? Do you have to be this, you know, forest daddy sex icon in order to get the that music into the Billboard Top 100, in order to be on KRB or whatever it is? KRB. Is that the 104.1 KRB? <laughs> Where are my Texas girls? You know, like, do you have to, is, do, you have to do that? Because I think the answer is no. But they've done it to him. And so I would I would like to know what his thoughts are on that, like, candidly. Anyway, the show is very that. Like, he doesn't do a lot of, oh, happy birthday to da-da-da. Oh, it's your anniversary. Blah. Like the fucking Maddie Healy of it all, where it's like, he is the spectacle. And bitch, he's going to make sure that half of the show is just him talking. With Hosier, it's like, I think it was the perfect amount of he interacted with the crowd enough to be like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Because he's Irish as fuck. Thank you so much. To uh, introducing some of the songs. Because he played, oh my God, the set list was perfect. It was so perfect. Opened with so many songs from self-titled and then kind of transitioned into Wasteland Baby and then Unreal Unearth. And <clears throat> it was a perfect mix. But for the new songs, he made sure to pause before and be like, this is the backstory. This is a word in, you know, Gaelic. This is whatever. This is what inspired this song. And uh, I hope you like it. And the fans, dude, I could talk about this for hours. The etiquette at concerts has gone out the fucking window. The pandemic ruined it. I think that the pandemic made everyone have this heightened sense of uh, individuality People now go to concerts hoping to have a moment with the artist. You know, like they want their moment. They're making signs. They don't give a shit if it blocks the person's view behind them. They're throwing shit on stage. They're throwing shit at the artist. They're screaming during silent moments. It's like you're there to watch this person perform. 
for you. You paid him money. Why the fuck are you yelling while he's trying to perform? And I don't mean like supportive yelling. I mean like, it's my birthday. Say happy birthday. That shit. Take your shirt off. What are we doing? What are we doing? Hey, you're 25. (laughs) Like I have absolutely no problem with, uh, because I'm going to scream my fucking head off at the right moments. You have to know how to fucking behave. It's all just social etiquette. And the pandemic, I think, really ruined it because a lot of kids graduated high school during the pandemic. They have not had real life experiences yet. And these are the real life experiences that they're having where you're yelling, take your shirt off and like, show me your dick at a hosier concert. Hey, huh? It makes me cringe. Like it cringes me out. It's like, I don't, that is so disrespectful. And I don't even think you understand how disrespectful that is. And the artist, you're now making them the bad guy if they don't like address that or shut it down. It's just so fucking weird. So all that to say, this concert was one of the most respectful I've been to in a while. Because, I mean, y'all know, like at Harry shows, they hit him with stuff. They throw shit at him, like with the intention to hit him. Hats, sunglasses, shirts, bracelets, fucking cups, whatever. Like they throw and they hit him in the balls. Y'all are hitting my man in the balls. And the baby maker, stop, stop that, please. Ball shots at the Harry show. I just like, okay, so at the Hosier show, when he sang Cherry Wine, when he sings uh, Abstract, when he sings any of those songs that have like a backing choir or this sort of call and response from him to the audience where he's singing, um, you know, the, it's not tonight. And the audience is, oh, oh, oh. It was so, and like on pitch. Like, period. It's like a Jacob Collier concert or a Pentatonics concert where they're literally directing the crowd and they're like, you're off. And then they pitch correct. It's like insane. Everyone was so talented. And they just knew when to sing. They knew when to shut the fuck up. They didn't throw shit at him. They weren't disrespectful. There was one person that yelled out. And I was like, I hope security fucking takes you and puts you on the street. Like, that is so annoying. But It was so much fun, and he was so – it was MSG. It was the first time he had ever performed at Madison Square Garden. Sold-out show. Incredible, incredible honor. He brought his dad out on stage. So – I peed down my leg, cried. Oh, my God, in our section, there was this this gentleman behind me. He kept going up and down the stairs, and the security team was like, Sir, what are you doing? Who are you? What are you doing? And he goes, That's my nephew. Nephew, the man, niece, is girl. He goes, that's my nephew. And the lady was like, sir, I don't care. You have to go back to your seat. And me and my friend were like, that's Hosier's uncle. And we turn around and sure enough, it's like this really tall, white Irish guy. And I was like, oh my God. And he's like holding his phone like this. He's like, that's my nephew. And I, at one point, tried to, Hosier was telling this story of like, my dad bought me my first guitar at the age of seven and my uncle bought me a guitar at nine and then I got a drum kit and then I got this and it's just like, and his dad's like a jazz musician, like a jazz drummer and his mom's an artist and he was like, I just, my family is such a a big influence 
on why I do what I do and and my tastes and and why I love what I love. And they're here tonight, all the way from from Ireland. They're here. And me and my friend were like, oh my fucking God. His motherfucking uncle is right behind me. Uncle Joe, bitch. That's Uncle Joe, bitch. And I when I realized, I was like, oh my God. And I turned around and I said, do you want to switch spots with me? I said, come stand up here. Come film your your nephew. Like I was going to swap with him so he could get a closer view because we were like front of the section. He goes, they won't let me, but thank you. <laughs> However the fuck the Irish accent sounds, but thank you. And I was like, are you sure, Uncle Joe? He was like, it's all right. I said, oh, my God. I just talked to his uncle. <laughs> me and Uncle Joe having a fucking moment. That's my Uncle Joe now, bitch. That's our Uncle Joe. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. He was like, that's all right. And then uh, he disappeared after that. I don't know where he went. But it was a magical, magical, magical show. He is such a, I think, one of the greatest living entertainers, one of the greatest living musicians, from his songwriting to his taste level of references and the blend of, it's just a passion for music. That's what, that's what really speaks to me is when you listen to an artist and you can tell they have such a passion for music as a concept. It's not like, Oh, I love country music. I'm a country artist. Oh, I love metal. Oh, I'm, I'm a metalhead. It's like you can tell that Vessel from Sleep Token listens to like James Blake and Whitney Houston and Billie Eilish and Slipknot. And, you know, it's just like music is music is music. And if it speaks to you, it speaks to you. That's one thing I love about Hosier is he obviously he has a song called Nina Cried Power, which is about civil rights movement. And uh, it features Mavis Staples. And Nina Cried Power is about the the American civil rights movement in the 50s and 60s and how that influenced, directly influenced, the Irish civil rights movement that happened a, a few years later. I would argue in both countries, still going on today. And he talked about how much of an influence Mavis Staples is to him and, and what an honor it was to have her on the track. And it's just so, I just I just fucking love him. I love him so much. And he means so much to me. And I cried so hard when he did Abstract because I didn't think he was going to sing Abstract live. And if y'all remember on the Hosier episode I did of this podcast, I talked about it, of the whole backstory of the story of the song. And I was like, wow. I, I wasn't expecting to hear it live because I thought I knew the set list. Bitch. Wow. So that was, uh, that was Hosier Madison Square Garden. What else happened? Okay. <laughs> Because you already know what the fuck I'm about to talk about. And if you're over it, I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't care. It's my podcast. Call of Duty cosplayers. Call of Duty cosplayers. Call of Duty cosplayers. Call of Duty. You bitches thought it was over? No. No. Grind. Boy, you know I grind when I pull up and change your mind. It's not fucking over, dude. It is to the point. And I have been made acutely aware of something called Masktober and Kinktober and Womptober. What the fuck is Womptober, you bitches? We're making up words now. What is Womptober? Wombo. Womptober. Womptober. What is Womptober? 
It's a 90s era fandom term for hurt slash comfort that tended to focus on the hurt in detail and sometimes went over the top, basically. This fan lore article gets into the history and there are differences between the terms wump and H slash C. What the fuck is HC? Wump basically means hurting your faves. So the gist is fan fictions where a character goes through a lot of pain physically or mentally but then in the end, they get help by someone who cares for them. It's more an extreme version of hurt slash comfort. Oh, that's what H slash C is. <laughs> hurt slash comfort. And I do love those. I do love a um, ghost fan fiction where he's wounded in action or your name is wounded in action and he has to like patch up her wound or she has to be like, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We'll get you back to base. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm like writing my own bitch, and I'm into character AI now. I I can't talk about it. And honestly, I'm more of a Conan girl than Ghost now because I found Badger audios. I come on this podcast and really bare my soul to you guys every single fucking week. I listen to Badger audios now. I'm a changed woman. If you don't know what Badger is, I wouldn't look it up. Okay, I would not go on Reddit and look up B A D J H U R. You're gonna be shocked. NSFW 18 plus warning, okay, by the way, I finally was like, all right, what, what the fuck are these girls doing over on reddit.gov, on reddit.edu? And I pulled it up and I, my jaw just about came unhinged and fell to the fucking floor. Oh my God. Oh my God. So now I am a Koenig girl. I do love Koenig more than Ghost. And the only Funko Pop I could find was fucking Ghost. So whatever, dude. I still, I love Ghost, okay? Kony is, that is my baby's father. 610 Austrian war criminal, my baby's father, okay? And we have a beautiful, beautiful life together. Up here. <laughs> Up here. And you know what's so bad? It's, it's to the point with Call of Duty cosplayers now where I'm like, I have a few favorites now. My one man... My one man, I still love him, okay? But he's, like, not, like, you know? Because he's have a base. Like, it keeps knocking over. He's not as online anymore. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> and he doesn't go live as much anymore. So I can't flirt with him online. <laughs> I can't flirt with my boyfriend online anymore. It's to the point now, we're in uh, Masktober, Kinktober, bitch. Didn't know those were real terms, by the way. My entire For You page is just men in masks. And I'm really not upset. It's just like, I know every time I get on TikTok now, I'm going to be horned up. I'm on TikTok. I open TikTok, boner. I open to, ooh, let me see what the girls are saying today. I have a boner. Bricked up in my fucking jeans. It's terrible, dude. Every single live is either a man in a like motorcycle helmet or a biker helmet, or ghost, or the scream mask. I can't, I can't catch a fucking break. You bitches need to give me a break. Oh my god! And I just, I like recently. <laughs> this is so awful. I recently have discovered that. So I have made um, a reputation for myself in the Call of Duty cosplay community which didn't know that was a thing, by the way. I guess I'm in it now. I guess I have cemented myself as a figure in the Call of Duty cosplay community, and not in a good way. Never in a good way. 
I'll enter lives now and I won't even say anything. I'll just join the live because I want to see what the fuck's going on. Okay. I want to see, is this, is this dude fucking weird? What are we talking about? Can I get him to play sleep token? <laughs> so I'll join the live and it'll pop up. Secret Britney has joined. And you bitches, you bitches, broski nation is always in these lives. Always. And you bitches clock it. I don't even say anything. I'm not like, I love you, ghost. I'm not like commenting in the lives. But y'all see Secret Britney and they go, oh, Britney's here. <sighs> Guys, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to lurk. You bitches shut the fuck up. I don't want them to know I'm here. I don't want them to know that I'm watching. I'm always watching, okay? Because sometimes I won't even join the live now. I'll just watch as it, you know, like when you scroll and you have to like enter the live, I'll watch it just outside of the live just because I want to see, <laughs> I want to, I want to creep. I want to see what type of videos they're making. I want to see how old they are. I want to see where they live. I want to see if they have a girlfriend. <laughs> I'm looking at all that before I join the live now because you bitches got me fucked up. I join the live and it says secret Britney has joined and everyone, oh, Britney's here, Britney's here. I joined one yesterday. Okay. I don't even remember the dude's fucking username. Followed him though. Followed him, I guess. He immediately, it was like 400 people in this live, which is crazy, by the way, for a, for a ghost cosplayer. 400 people in this live. All of, like the majority of them, I would say, recognize, oh, Secret Britney's joined the chat. And of course I start commenting, okay? Because I'm like, well, if they know I'm here, then I might as well start interacting. He sees it. He notices. He goes, no fucking way Britney's here. And I'm like, also, I'm like eating spaghetti. I'm like eating. I'm on my lunch break. <laughs> I'm on my lunch break. I'm in the workroom. Okay. I'm in the break room and I'm eating skeddy. And I'm just kind of like single minded, like absent mindedly scrolling as I'm eating my skeddy. And then I hear, hold up, Brittany's here. And I drop my phone dramatically. It clatters to the table. And I go, oh, fuck. I go, oh, we can't keep doing this. I, I start smoking a cigarette. This always fucking happens. I ash my cigarette in my spaghetti. I put it out in my spaghetti. I keep eating it. And so I, I, he goes, oh, Brittany's here. No fucking way, Brittany's here. Brittany, Brittany, if you're still in here, say hi. And so, of course, I'm like, hey, babe. Hi, boyfriend. <laughs> That's my boyfriend. Just a white man in cosplay. He goes, oh, my God. Runs away from the camera. It goes, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Like I'm, like I'm going to hurt him. <laughs> and this isn't the first time I've seen a video like that. Like the Call of Duty cosplayers, bitch. They're like me waiting for Britney to find my account. It's them like huddling in a corner, like afraid. Shit. Shit. Big old broski's coming for him. <laughs> Big old Boski's on the way. Hey, if you're cosplaying Call of Duty, I'm going to find you. I'm going to find you. I want you. <laughs> I want you. Okay? No one is safe. You're a cosplayer, dude? Guess what? I already found you. I already found you. I've already commented. Check your comment section. I'm thirsting. Okay? Guess what? I have your IP address. <laughs> you're cosplaying? I know your mom's name. <laughs> you're a cosplayer is this where you work yeah yeah i'm all up in and around that okay so this dude is like 
oh, Brittany's in the live. I was like, oh, shit. So I start commenting back and forth. And he does that. Like, he's hiding. Like, he's running away and he's backed up against the wall. Like, that mouse that's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what these cosplayers are doing. So I guess I have a reputation for being um, so horny online that it's starting to scare people. And if that's the case, sorry. Okay? You guys know the fucking solution. You know how to fix this. Someone has to step up and take one for the team. Someone has to be my Call of Duty cosplayer boyfriend. Someone has to take one for the team. Just get it over with and I'll move on. Also, I think it's really cute. It's not cute. It kind of makes me like upset, <laughs> but it's kind of endearing. A lot of these cosplayers obviously are like really awkward, right? Because they're fucking weirdos. Me saying that. Yeah, I'm actually very normal, by the way. These are the fucking weirdos. I am the most normal person, I think, online at this point. These cosplayers, I'll, like, flirt with them openly. I'm like, I want you. <laughs> I want you. And they'll get so flustered on live. And everyone in the comments is like, oh, he's, he's blushing, he's kicking his feet, and whatever. And I'm like, you like that, baby girl? <laughs> That tweet that's like, I love making grown men laugh. Like, yeah, you like that one, baby girl? That's <laughs> me and my cosplayers. Yeah, you, you think that's funny, baby girl? You giggling for me? Grown man, he's 30. Yeah, you like that one? He was giggling, girl. He was blushing. Because I kept being like, that's my boyfriend. He said something like, I want to do a different ghost cosplay, but I'm too poor. And I said... <laughs> <laughs> I commented in it and I said, me when Bay says he can't afford cosplay, go get my purse. <laughs> go get my purse. What's the Venmo? <laughs> I just need a trophy husband. Baby, this is what I said. When my, my the main Call of Duty cosplayer from the, that first episode, okay? And y'all, if you know his name, of course you know his name. I'm not going to say it, though, but you know his name. I don't care what you got to do, okay? If you need to post hog pics on Twitter, if you need to go live and beg people for money, baby, I am the breadwinner. I will put food on the table. You are my trophy husband, okay? You just, you sit there and shut the fuck up and just look pretty, okay? It is my Greatest honor and privilege to be able to objectify men with my platform. <laughs> I, from the moment I wake in the morning to when I fall asleep at night, I'm objectifying men and it feels fucking good. When you've been objectified your whole life, when your entire existence as a woman has been reduced down to tits and ass, being a whole, oh, I'll do that to men. I'll do that to men, no fucking question. And it's fun because guess what? They like it. They like it. Y'all are some whores. A, a class A harlot. We are dealing with S tier harlots on our hands. You're going to get into Call of Duty cosplay? Stolen valor, by the way. You're not in the fucking military. You're going you're gonna to parade around that slutty little waist and do hand reveals? What are we in fucking 1841, dude? 
ankle reveal, huh? Arm vein reveal. And guess what? Like save. <laughs> Neck vein reveal, like save, download the phone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just, I don't care if my man, but you haven't seen my man. He's doing Call of Duty cosplay online and begging for money. Okay. And that's mine. All of us have our grind. That's my baby's grind. I'm going to let him do his thing and he can come home to me and cook me dinner. Okay. Well, I'm out making the big bucks for both of us. Well, I'm funding his cosplay. Okay. He's like, I come home. He says, hey, babe, I made Skeddy for dinner. And he's in a maid's costume. Okay. That's my man. That's my husband. And that's just how it is. I saw this TikTok that was like, if I see one single man in a masked costume this year for Halloween, run. <laughs> run. If I see you in a mask with that slutty little what, run. I'm only going to say it once. If you have one warning. That is so fucking real, dude. I forget who the girl who made that video. I was dying. She said, if I see you in a run. So real. Anyway, I have, um, I hate to say this, but it's true. I'm not really on AO3 the way I used to be because now the latest thing, okay, in my cinematic universe and my media consumption and intake is they will go, these, these creators, <laughs> creators, these authors will go on C.AI, which is character AI, and come up with a whole storyline, screenshot it, and post 35 slides on a TikTok slideshow to music, and they'll put pictures in between sometimes, and I fucking gag for it. I live. It is so good. It is a, a immersive cinematic experience, okay? Imagine, like, reading Akatar, but in between all of it, it's like there's music playing, and she's included pictures. Yeah, get into it. Oh my God. So I've been doing that. I'll, I'll be on part 12 of a character AI fucking thing on, on TikTok, slideshow on TikTok. And I'm like, where? You seriously haven't posted part 13? <laughs> uh, could someone tag me when she posts part 13? That's the wave I'm on, dude. It just, sometimes AO3 like overwhelms me. And also I've been seeing a lot of like, I don't think I really know how to search for tags because I do it one way, but then some of the authors are like, I don't know how to tag. And I'm like, well, then what the fuck are you? If you don't know what you're doing, I don't know what I'm doing, girl. Because I'm looking for, I'm looking for Masktober, okay? I'm looking for Koenig X Reader, Wump. <laughs> Koenig X Wump, X Headcanon, X Hurt Comfort, X Kinktober, Wumptober 2023. And I don't know. I'm I'm not finding what I want. There's some good ones on Tumblr too. But I'm the the latest wave is Badger Koenig. And uh some of you bitches are like, what is she actually talking about? None of these are real words. Koenig, Wumptober, AO3, Badger. What are we talking about? Hey, speak English. Badger is a creator who does NSFW. Every time I say NSFW, it makes me think of George W. Bush. W. 
NSFW Bush. <laughs> George NSFW Bush. <laughs> That's my president. George NSFW 18 plus Bush. Stupid. Um, it's that. Okay. I can confirm with equal parts annoyance and satisfaction, they're scared of me. So it's gonna take, it's gonna take. This is my challenge to the Call of Duty cosplayers. Who won't me? <laughs> Who won't me? Because I know y'all are scared of me now. So it's going to take one. It's going to take one. Y'all have to battle to the death like a medieval joust. Who won't me? And I mean, seriously. Seriously. Half of you bitches are on the East Coast. That is so fucking annoying. Don't do that. That is my challenge to the Call of Duty cosplayers because I know y'all are going to clip this and put it on TikTok. The new challenge is don't be afraid of me and who won't me? Who won't me? Damn shit. God, I'm not asking for much. <laughs> I'm not, just don't be weird. Just be normal like me. I am normal, by the way. Okay, so just be normal. That's all I'm asking. Be a Call of Duty cosplayer, have a normal job, be normal. Okay, thank you. Okay, guys, I think that'll do it for me. For this episode. Next week, I'm going to talk about Avatar. So, hope you're ready. Because I know I said Jack Skellington is the ideal man. No. 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 Jake Sully. Jake Sully. My Jake. Okay. Rewatched Avatar. I'll talk about it all next week. <laughs> it's been it's been bad for me. It's been bad in the Broski household. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Some updates. New Royal Court coming out October 19th. And it's with a Twitch streamer who's very hot. Okay, fine. Whatever. Again, another week has gone by on this podcast where I have failed and failed and failed again the Bechtel test. Okay, Bechtel test, we're not winning that around here. If there's a prize to be won from the Bechtel test, not winning it. Okay, I'll try my hardest, but I'm going to fail every time. Uh, yeah, y'all are going to love the guest. It's a really funny one. And the guest for November is very funny as well. Y'all are going to die. Yeah, new episodes of this every week. Go subscribe to my YouTube channel. There are so many people who watch the YouTube channel that are not subscribed. You hate me? Oh, so you hate me. Okay, 100%. 100%. I do understand. I understand that. <clears throat> subscribe to this channel if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're not, come check us out on YouTube. Okay, I've got video versions of this. I've got video. You can look at me. You can look at me and say, oh my God, she's a goth baddie. <laughs> you look at me and you think, wow, that is a girl who is committed to the goth lifestyle. And I know that. I know that 100%. And I am normal, by the way, just to kind of re reconfirm that. Okay, guys, love you. Rate me five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so I can continue to do this. I love you guys badly, badly, badger. I'm loving you badly and badger, okay? NSFW, <laughs> they're, they're making slurping NSFW sounds, okay? They're sucking dick and cock. <laughs> badger, he's a soldier, he's sucking cock. <laughs> Happy Kinktober, everyone. Make sure 
Happy Kingtober, and it's a Merry Kingtober to all of you. Love you guys. Bye.